Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP. We got you covered all year long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, John June, and welcome into the show. And if you're listening to this podcast and podcast platform, then those guests, well, you guess what? It's August, and you know what that means. Well, if you're, but if you're watching on YouTube, then you already know what it means. That means that our guy, Greg Penniman, yes, sir. is back. Greg, what is good, man? You already know what's good to the fantasy people out there. Your boy is back. Off season is over, like my man J. Cole said, but we, we still punching the clock every day here uh, on the off season. So, you know, we, we, we here, we back, you know, hopefully better and stronger. Um, can get some fantasy chips, get get the people fantasy chips, man. It's just good to be back, you know, rock and rolling, man. I, I'm happy. I'm excited. Yeah, man. And we're back on YouTube. So, Greg, Ooh, had, it's, you know, it's crazy. had to figure out what he was wearing today. I know. Man, yeah, it was wild. Time. 2030 up in here you know i'm repping the, the college today you know university of rochester so uh you know yeah just yeah we, we advanced we came a long way uh just keeping moving forward absolutely brother absolutely man and so it's august we're two shows a week now yes sir and we're doing our positional breakdowns which have been a huge hit with our listeners over the years since our inception. Greg, would you believe a week from today, this Tuesday right here, would be two years? Oof. Two. Two years, crazy. man. I was in a whole different outfit, whole different setting, whole different everything. It was crazy. It was a whole different crazy. person. <laughs> right? Absolutely. But now, you know, we've we've given some people a lot of chips in that time. And we plan to give them some more, man. And um, you know, we you know, if you if you haven't been listening or you're just checking checking in with us, just finished up some divisional breakdowns, did all 32 teams across all eight divisions. All of those are on YouTube. Uh, the, every division is in a podcast platform. So if you want to check that out, then definitely go check that out. But today is positional breakdown. So we're talking about the quarterback position and you're mm-hmm. going to get our top threes. We're going to reveal our top 12s. We're going to get our sleepers, our bus breakouts and our my guys. So Definitely want to stick around for that. But before we get into that, Greg, there's some news that we have to cover. Yes, sir. And so if you play for in the Indianapolis Colts, you might want to watch your feet. They are they are on notice. Quarterback Carson Wentz needed to have foot surgery, and the timetable for his return is 5 to 12 weeks. Quentin Nelson is apparently also dealing with the same foot injury that Carson Wentz has, had the same surgery performed on him, and he too has an obtuse timetable, Greg, of five to twelve weeks. That's tough, man. What are you, you know, what are your expectations, Greg, for the for the Colts as you know they head into twenty twenty one? Uh, so before those two injuries, you know, I thought it could have been a, a potential bounce back year for Wentz, you know, in a new system, new face, but uh, definitely with that injury, dodge a bullet for the Eagles side. I honestly think I think that hit to Quinn Nelson was probably even a bigger, more bigger impact though for the whole team wise, you know, running the football. Uh, and just getting the offense going. He he is an absolute beast on the offensive line. Um, so I think that was more of a hit for uh, for that uh, for that team, especially for the you know the backup situation. Uh, hearing a lot of rumbles about you know quarterbacks might be coming back. You know Austin Rivers. You know I mean if Rivers is coming back, but maybe uh, we'll see. But um, yeah, it's definitely a big blow for them. Definitely the the ceiling for the Colts is now knocked down tremendously. Yeah, I definitely agree, man. Quentin Nelson's a big blow. I mean, Carson Wentz is a blow, but Quentin Nelson, that's a yeah. real big blow, man. Yeah. I mean, also affects our guy, JT, uh, in the run game a little bit too, man. So uh, don't think I lost, I didn't catch that basketball slip, man. Austin oh, yeah, Rivers. Austin Rivers. I know. <laughs> Phillip Rivers, you hear. <laughs> oh, man. All right, man. Let's get, let's get into it, man. Let's get into the juice, man. Yes, sir. Um, but before we talk about the future let's talk about the past a little bit let's just recap the top 12 quarterbacks and total points for 2020 just refresh the minds of everybody real quick in total points josh allen was the qb1 aaron Rodgers qb2 kyler murray three patrick mahomes four deshaun watson five then we had russell wilson ryan Tannehill, tom brady justin herbert lamar jackson kirk cousins and matt ryan uh, I know we usually play this game, Greg, but I'm going to ask you anyway. 
who do you see most likely having the the uh, falling out of this top 12 right here? It's tough with quarterbacks because, you know, offenses are just getting better and better. It's more offensive in the league. Uh, quarterbacks are not really fluctuating too heavy. Um, last year, I did say Aaron Rodgers, and I was totally off. So uh, this year, I think we'll go with uh, another veteran quarter. Not to say he's, you know, he's still going to do a fine job at the quarterback position, but to, he's going to fall off a little bit. I think the Julio Jones hit to Matt Ryan will be very impactful to him. Um I think, you know, still with Calvin Ridley, still with Russell Gage, he's going to impact and improve a little bit. But Julio Jones, just that extra juice that you need, one of the greatest receivers to ever step on the field, it's going to hurt a little bit. So I think Matt Ryan is going to drop a, a, a little bit. Yeah, I could see that. Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins were the two guys. Not like To, to your point, like not to say that they're going to fall off a cliff and, and fall outside of like QB 16 territory per se, but I think those guys – Probably, you know, when you look at Matt Ryan, like you said, the loss to Julio, that maybe caps some of his upside there. Obviously, they do have, like you said, those receivers and they got Kyle Pitts who, you know. But anyways, like Julio Jones definitely caps some of that upside. And so and then with Kirk Cousins, obviously the Vikings, they don't want to be in the game script that they were in a lot last year. They're going to try to be more balanced. They don't want Kirk Cousins throwing the ball, you know, 580, 600 times. You know, they really want to lean on Dalvin Cook in that run game and be a little bit more balanced. So maybe that's why I would lean towards those guys being most likely to fall out. I mean, there's the easy answer here, too, Deshaun Watson. I mean, but we. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we don't yeah. want to give the people layups here. We don't do that. You know, we, we make them want to think. But, yeah, that that whole situation is just. Yeah. I mean, we might get into it later. I'm just saying. But anyway, <laughs> um, Let's talk about these quarterbacks, man. Let's talk about these top threes. And we know how it goes, man. We usually we're going to find out eventually if we have a a disagreement here in the top three. And that's when we get a debate here, man. And so I'm assuming that there's no debate about who our QB one is. Oh, man, you already know. It's, it's, it's got to be Patty, man, the, the half a billion dollar man. Oh, there we go. Yes, yes. We need to cut that, make that a drop, <laughs> just play it, man. You know, save you save your vocal cords for the future. True, true, true. Yeah. <laughs> Saying every time um, with the raspiness is nice, but just to hear, yeah, I could save my voice a little bit for more of these words. So, yeah, <laughs> Patty. But he was phenomenal once again in 2020, completing 66% of his passes, 4,740 passing yards, 38 touchdowns to just six interceptions. Good enough to finish as the QB2 in fancy points per game behind only Dak Prescott at 24.9 points per game. Coming off a Super Bowl loss to the Tampa Bay Bucks, the Chiefs went out and made a bunch of additions to Ooh. the offensive line, adding mm-hmm. Joe Tooney or uh, at left guard, Orlando Brown Jr. at left tackle, uh, adding two rookies in Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith. They convinced Kyle Long to come out of retirement. Also get Laurent <laughs> uh, du- Duvernay-Tardif, uh, who was in Canada fighting COVID last year. So I'm left wondering, Greg, as a for a player who was so good last year, when his offensive line was quote unquote bad, someone who evades pressure as well as he does still is able to make an amazing play. I'm I'm left to wonder if there's an opportunity here that Mahomes can reach a level that we might not have ever seen him reach before. With the possibility out there, I have there's no way I can't have him as my QB one. And personally, for me, it's not even close. <laughs> It's, I mean, not even close with the uh, improvements that the offensive line made. I mean, we talk about that that quarterback number, the uh, elite of uh, maybe one percent of people to get those that 50 touchdown number. Uh, that's kind of the number that you know we're we're kind of seeing. I think for for Patrick Mahomes, uh, at least I have him, you know, right under that. I have him around 40, 45. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets to 50 um, this year. He's Patty. Like he he keeps saying, oh, I, you know, there's levels I still haven't reached yet mentally. Like he keeps thinking he's, you know, he's gonna get even better and better. And I believe him. So I mean, there's no reason Andy Reid is out there just drawing up more and more plays. Uh, McCall Harmon getting better. His contract year, you know, these play receivers gonna come out and show out. Nah, absolutely, man. Even if these receivers don't show out, he's got Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. That's really all you need. True, Those true. guys combined yeah. for like 3,200 <laughs> yards. But you know, like you said, man, Mahomes, he can get to that. I mean, like, you can't project Mahomes for 50 touchdowns, but like you said, you got him at 45, I got him at 44. Like, he's going to be real close, man. <laughs> yep, yes, sir. He's going to be real close. It's going to be real close. Yep. And so definitely, uh, definitely, like, if there's, a se- if there's a season where I'm like, yo, maybe I might go quarterback early, 
I mean, look, you obviously know the price that you're paying because the opportunity costs and, and like you really have to hit. But Mahomes is the greatest that we've seen to do oh, it. Yeah. So, like, if there's a, a player that's going to hit, it's probably him. But, man, Greg, why don't you let the people know who your QB2 is, man? Oh, you already know. Uh, I'm going to have my man. He, he's back. Uh, he showed out in the camps, coming through, people bashing him for, you know, trying to show out. But he he loves what he does. He loves to be with the kids and loves to, sh- to teach them everything. Going with my man Lamar Jackson out there. He's back. Yes, you already know. Uh, I got him, you know, going for the 33 touchdowns, nine interceptions. But, of course, you know where his money is made. Running routes out there like he was a receiver, too. But his rushing as a quarterback is where he makes his money. I got him running for over 1,000 rushing yards, getting, you know, seven touchdowns. Um, just, you know, being an absolute beast uh, and also still improving uh, in the passing department. I think he wants to get better there. He truly does. And I think he he will continue to keep his touchdown rate up and keep, a, you know, a high IQ, uh, making better decisions. Um, you know, we heard some rumblings uh, out of the Ravens camp that, uh, you know, uh, Rashad Bateman is going to take a, a bigger leap. Um, so I think definitely that's going to help him for sure. And Mark Andrews and them guys for sure is going to help him with J.K. Dobbins getting more receptions, too. Nah, man, I love it, man. I really do, because I thought we were going to have a debate here. I really thought that you were going to have somebody else in this spot, but I'm right here with you, man. I, I I got Lamar Jackson, and I like everything you were saying. I mean, you know, people talked about him having a down year. He completed 64% of his passes, you know, just under 2,800 yards, but he had 26 touchdown passes to nine interceptions. Also had the 1,000 rushing yards, seven touchdowns. Like, he's my QB, two just ahead of Josh Allen. And, you know, even in Josh Allen's breakout season, his touchdown rate was still lower than Lamar Jackson's. And I don't say that to discount Josh Allen or anything. But if the Ravens are, in fact, telling the truth about wanting to become a bit more balanced, wanting to pass the football, then Lamar Jackson could take his passing touchdowns up to some, you know, which would boost his upside if he were to take those passing touchdowns up. And then, like you mentioned, Rashad Bateman. They also drafted Tylen Wallace in the fourth round. Sammy they Watkins. tried really Sammy Watkins. They, you know, and they tried to upgrade even even uh, bigger at the wide receiver position, making a run at Juju Smith-Schuster. So like his Lamar's career high in pass attempts, 401, which is 2019, which we know he only played 15 games that year. And they obviously were in a really positive game script for most of the year. And we saw games where Lamar Jackson was sitting in the third, fourth quarter. I've got him projected this year, 468 pass attempts in 17 games, which amounts to just about one more a game. And there's room, there's room for more in this offense. And if, and if at the, even if at the, at the worst, Lamar Jackson does not take that step up as a passer that we're thinking of in terms of like the amount of volume that he gets, he'll still rush for a thousand yards. Yeah. He t- so, for sure. yeah. <laughs> That's the automatic. So the play's going to make, board, yeah. QB4, according to 4 for 4's multi-site ADP and Fantasy Pros, where no matter where you get the ADP, whatever, he's going as QB4. To me, he's a QB2, no questions asked. Yeah, especially you brought up the point where he wasn't playing third quarters and stuff. He's, in a way, that division is just getting better and better every year. you got, arguably, the best division in football, along with the AFC West. And now, uh, he's yeah, he's going to have to show out, and he's going to have to put the team in the back to, to win you know, 12, 13 games. No, absolutely, and that's a great point because – the division is much better. You look at the Browns, you look at Cleveland, you look at the Steelers, like they're, they're not slouches. So he, he's going to have to be in these, you know, these uh, games, these competitive games where he's, he's might have to get in a, in a couple of shootouts. We saw that Browns game on Monday night football, the, uh, mm-hmm. the dub, the poop game, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, my man, my man had to show out and it was because of the, you know, the high, the high uh, paced game, but let's move on to the QB three, man. I don't know if it's different than me, but I got Josh Allen. Had a phenomenal season last year, finishing as the QB1 in total fantasy points. He was the QB3 in fantasy points per game. He absolutely balled out in 2020. I mean, I can't say I was low on him because he was my QB7, but no one saw the year he had coming, uh, completing 69% of his passes. That was the first time at any level, high school, college, NFL, that he completed over 60% of his passes. He had over 4,500 passing yards, 37 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, also added 421 rushing yards and eight touchdowns. He really took it to another level as a passer, adding to the floor that he provided as a rusher. If we're being completely honest, he and Lamar Jackson are separated in my projections by basically a point. 
and I and I just lean towards Lamar Jackson because like we talked about that thousand rushing yards that I know that that's safe you could take that to the bank and so you know I've got I've got them in the same tier and you could take either one but I just prefer Lamar at two and, and Josh Allen at three what about yeah. you Greg? Yeah, I have actually was going to put Josh Allen too because they were separated by on me for about you know, seven, eight points. And just, you know, the MVP swag that Josh Allen kind of had, even though he didn't win the award, just I think he kind of has, uh, you know, rumors to be an MVP favorite this year. But I'm going to go have Josh Allen at third as well. Uh, we're in agreement at the top three. Just the year he came off of, the confidence that he has. I think he definitely continues it this year uh, with Stefan Diggs, getting him more passes. Uh, and they just they kept improvement uh, at, at that, you know, at that level. They they don't want to lose. You know, Zach Moss is going to get better. You know, Gabriel Davis is going to take that improvement. I think that little leap. So it's, it's going to be better for him. Emmanuel Sanders, they made the sign there. So they've they've really, uh, you know, honed in on just trying to get better at the receiver position and just getting deeper. No, nah, definitely, man. And, you know, Josh Allen definitely, like I said, took that took that leap. And I think people ask, like, oh, is it real? I think I think it's very real. Like, I don't think Josh. Oh, Allen yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he has his rushing as well. He has his rushing aspect, which he gives that gives him his floor, especially with the touchdowns. He's basically their best running back in that goal line area, red zone area. It's it's Josh Allen time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Josh Allen is the Buffalo Bills goal line running back. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um. All right, Greg, I'm going to just run through my top 12, and then you can go get, go ahead and give the people your top 12, man. Uh, so, obviously, we, we ran through, through the top three. I got Mahomes, Lamar, Josh Allen. We both have the same thing. But at four, I've got Kyler Murray, five, Dak Prescott, six, Justin Herbert, seven, Russell Wilson, eight, Ryan Tannehill, nine, Aaron Rodgers, 10, Jalen Hurts, 11, Tom Brady, and 12, Matt Ryan. About the same little slight differences. Um, I got, of course, Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, and Josh Allen at one, two, and three. Kyler Murray, four. I have Herbert at five. You know, I got to have him in my top five. Yeah, Herbert Juice. Uh, <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Birdman Hand Rub, you already know. Uh, I got Dak Prescott at six. Uh, of course, he's still going to be there. You know, um, I think they kind of maybe lean on Zeke just slightly more. Uh, Aaron Rodgers at seven. Russell Wilson at eight. Brady at nine. Tannehill at ten. Joe burial at 11 and Jalen Hurts at 12. That's what's up, man. I, I I like the Herbert call. I mean, we, I think, I don't know, man. I, I'll still take it. I'll say it to this day, man. I don't know if there was a, a podcast or a group of people Facts. higher on the Herb, man, Facts. than we were so much. I had to get him on the wall. <laughs> this is a, a, a avid Jets fan. Like this is all the quarterbacks that come through with all the people that he's loved. Herbert made it on the wall. That's how you know the impact. Of the herb, the impact, man. Oh man, we're gonna have a lot of fun with this wall this year, man. Definitely know that. But let's let, we gave the people our top twelves, man. Let's 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 get into these busts, man. So Greg, go ahead, tell the people who your quarterback bust of the uh, 2021 season is. And this is not a fun. This is not a fun thing to to give out. We say this every year, but I'm gonna say it again. It's not fun to give out. And when we say a bust, we mean somebody that is going to underperform or disappoint at their current ADP. So that being said, Greg, I laid down, I laid down the floor for you. What's up? Yeah. So we were talking about, you know, that top 12 that you were saying, who's going to drop out. And I, I did mention Matt Ryan, um, you know, he's going in the 10th round right now. Um, 10, 10, um, just the people below him. It's more about that. I think that Trevor Lawrence, I think I can see myself drafting before him. Uh, not with the Carson Wentz news and that he's going to drop below that. But I think also Baker, uh, I think, can, you know, make some rumblings of getting to that area. I, I do think Matt Ryan will finish right outside the top 12. Um, I just think this year he's he won't be that top 12 quarterback that everyone's expecting to be the Matt Ryan impact. Uh, the Julio Jones impact will get him um, a little bit. Yeah, no, and I don't hate that because, like you said, it's about the people going behind him. You know, I you know, we always say go for upside with your quarterback and there's not much upside with Matt Ryan. Like we've seen, especially in those games, those Atlanta losses. I mean, obviously it's a new coaching staff and whatnot. Um, but I say Atlanta losses. Uh, either way, we've seen situations and games where Matt Ryan just completely disappears. It's the yeah. times where his offensive line, if his offensive line can't block, you know, his day is done. Yeah, I remember last year us mentioning like, oh, no Julio, oh, no Matt Ryan. Like there was games where like, well, this is what happens, the impact that he had. He had, you know, 
you know, tremendous games. And if he's not getting touchdowns, like passing touchdowns, then you're you're basically, you know, screwed for that that moment in that game. You have to rely on him to get at least two or three for the game to make it, uh, you know, a good, a decent day. Yeah, definitely. And I, so for me, <laughs> this is funny because I actually didn't have a problem. I don't have a problem with really any quarterbacks ADPs. Yeah, yeah. it's very I think solid. They're, they're all priced pretty appropriately. I think the fantasy community has done a good job of, and I think what it is is that these these guys with that rushing upside, they're being drafted where they should be. Whereas in tip in other years they would have been values, and so I think, you know, they're all pretty priced. They're all priced pretty appropriately. So, I know you talked about no layups before, but I'm taking the layup, bro. I'm, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> this That's is probably the, That's the easiest call I'll make in this category all year. <laughs> but uh, I'm going with Deshaun Watson, man. Oh, Deshaun. And this has nothing to do with with obviously the on field performance, but it's just a matter of if we'll get him on the field. And according to 444.com, he's the quarterback 19. And on Fantasy Pros, he's the quarterback 17. I know it's a late draft pick. We're talking about round 11 or 12. And I know, I like me personally, I always say, it doesn't matter what you do with that 10th or 11th or 12th round draft pick. You're just going to cut them anyway. But that's the problem, is you're not going to drop Deshaun Watson. No. No, no, no. <laughs> you're going to hold you're going to hold, trade, see what that happening, you know, send out uh, rumors and any tweet that come out to the, the chat to try to, you know, see if you can do something with them. You're, you're definitely not. The pride in me will not just if I oh. draft them. Yeah, you're not going to you're not going to drop gonna, them. Because so, the thing is, you're going to be holding that hope and he's just going to clog your roster and it's yeah. going to stop you from adding yeah. a guy like James Robinson, yep. Justin yep. Jefferson yep. or Justin Herbert. And so for me personally, I value flexibility and so for that reason, I'm out on Deshaun. Yeah, uh, I agree. I mean, no one knows. He doesn't know. There's there's no Woj or Shams out there to tell you exactly when Deshaun Watson's coming back or Ian Rappaport. So I, I wouldn't take that risk right now. You know, with the the allegations that he's facing are very serious, and the NFL has taken it very seriously, uh, and, you know, it, in the last couple of years. So I can, wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't play a game this year. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they had their first full pad practice and Deshaun Watson was not participating. This is like and the the trade rumors. I don't see a, tra- a team trading for Deshaun until this entire situation is resolved. So, yeah, like I said, for that reason, I'm out. But. Let's get into the quarterback sleepers, man. And I'm going to go real simple. It's real vanilla. It's Kirk Cousins for me. Captain uh, Kirk. Yeah, he's going off the board as quarterback Sick. 18 right now, and I don't think that's crazy value, but I've I've just gotten, you know, I'm slightly higher on him, but somewhere in the same ballpark. I have to imagine, though, that in your average one quarterback league, nobody wants Kirk Cousins. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, if, yeah, if you're, you're right. If I'm a, in the one quarterback league and he's right outside the top 12, that means I'm probably, he's a bench quarterback where I'm getting a waiver. You do want someone with, the upside in that, especially that rushing, and Kirk Cousins isn't that. Um, so, yeah, it would be – you have to, again, rely on him to get the three-touchdown game. Um, and, you know, we were talking about how Vikings want to change that game script a little bit. So, if they're not in shootouts, then, yeah, Kirk Cousins is going to a little struggle. But the thing with Kirk Cousins is he has been efficient, you know, especially – and then you add Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen to the mix, and then there's the, possi- the possibility that Minnesota's defense actually doesn't get better. <laughs> That's true. And, <laughs> yep. Yep. And so, you know, he had 35 touchdown passes last year, 13 interceptions. 35 touchdown passes was a career high, had over 4,200 yards. He was the QB 11 last year. And with the weapons around him, improved offensive line, he could sneak into the top 12 again. I mean, it's it's not impossible. But I also think that he's a guy that you can draft. Like, you don't even have to probably even have to draft him, right? Because – you could, after the draft, maybe even, or, you know, you could draft him with your last pick, start him for a couple of weeks, and then maybe, you know, you pick up a guy like a Justin Fields or uh, a Trey Lance or one of these other high high upside guys, you know, and, and maybe try to transition middle middle of the season. Yeah, you, um, definitely with the, the Vikings and, and Kirk Cousins, uh, 
he could definitely have the sleeper potential. He's definitely going to be on, you know, when we do the waivers of the week, waiver quarterbacks of the week, Kirk Cousins will be mentioned multiple times. So that just shows right there the value if you get him around where he is. Um, he's going to give you some top 12 weeks. Absolutely. Greg, what about your sleeper, man? Who do we got? I'm deep in, I'm reaching real deep in the bag right now. I have faith that this improvement, my man, Famous Jameis is coming back, man. The Famous Jameis is here, you know. <laughs> famous Jameis, he's he's improving. I, you know how I'm a big fan of, you know, the workout videos. You know, some of the people be, J.J. Watt be calling them fake sometimes, but nah. Jameis, work, Jameis Winston, his workout videos are real. This man is working. He's coming back with the vengeance, I think. Uh, I think he's going to win the starting job over Taysom Hill. Um, you know, we don't really know how that's – right now they're both going – uh, 27 QB 27 and 28, basically at the end of the the drafts. Um, so if that's a free starting quarterback for the New Orleans State Saints under uh, under um you know that system, uh, I think I would take that take those opportunities. And James Winston's a guy that he, he can throw 30 plus touchdowns in this league. Um, if we're assuming, I'm assuming that he you know improved those things. Uh, his uh, interception rate just a little bit. If he does do that, he will get you some top 12 weeks. He even got that with the high interception rate. Imagine if you can just, you know, bring that down a little bit. Nah, man, I, I definitely like that one. The problem with the Saints quarterbacks and their price is that you don't, no one knows who's starting. And so that's baked right. into their price. But right. if you can get the right guy and it's kind of just betting on the guy you believe. I mean, I have faith in this offense kind of no matter who they roll out. Right. Uh, because we saw to be effective with Taysom Hill at times last year, even though people kind of clown on him. But Jason, Jameis Winston, I think, under the tutelage of Sean Payton and Drew Brees last year, I think that he can make improvements. The thing that does scare me is the Michael Thomas news. But I think Jameis is going to be out there. Sl- I mean, that just means he might be out there slinging oh, it yes. anyway. <laughs> he, he like, you know, he's been slinging it to no-name receivers you know, in, in Tampa Bay uh, other than, you know, uh, <clears throat> Not my Mike Evans. Uh, what do you call it? Um, is it Mike Evans? Mike Evans and yeah, I'm yeah, bugging out. Yeah, I don't know why I'm bugging out. But yeah, so <laughs> it's the yeah, basketball yeah. man. It's I know, I know, I know. Bashad Perman stuff like that. So he can sling it to whoever receiver he needs to. Yeah, nah, let, no doubt. Let's um, I want that breakout quarterback though, Greg. What's up, man? For breakout. Strawberry Fields forever. You know, my man Justin Fields, you know, we 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 here. We going we we here with Justin Fields. Uh you know, I got him uh, you know, coming in. I don't think you you know he'll he'll be able to start right away. I, I do believe that they're going to try to uh initiate Andy Dalton at first. Um, but I think as a guy that you're gonna get in that those later rounds, right now he's going at QB twenty one, uh round fourteen. I got him coming in probably by game four at least uh, game five if they if they're not really doing anything Andy Dawn is just your you know average quarterback he's you no know, not bad not gonna win them too many games but the Bears route I think they want to get Justin Fields going uh, I think when he comes in he'll he'll kind of give that not not the you know the Herbert juice uh that that was such a high impact but I think he can get some comparable numbers to that uh because of the rushing and I think also uh he's very accurate down the field um you know the the rushing you know isn't his huge strength point, but I think his passing is uh, where he's going to make his bread. And um, yeah, he, he's got some weapons there in Chicago. So things going to get it done. Nah, man, I, I totally agree, man. Justin Fields has been, I had him penciled into this spot, to be honest, for like all season. And then because of the bears and uh, their commitment to Matt, to Andy Dalton, I, I kind of cooled off on my, I, I'm bro. I, you know how much I love Justin Fields, but I'm just like. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I already, I already know. Yeah. <laughs> so. Facts. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, man. I, I, big time with Justin Fields. I think just from, you're right. He doesn't, while he is an athlete and has that athletic ability, he doesn't depend on it like some of these other athletic quarterbacks, some of these other mobile quarterbacks. He likes to stay in the pocket. He's almost like Russell Wilson to an extent, where yep. he wants to stay in the pocket for as long as possible. But if you force him out, he will go out. And he's dynamic when he gets in the open field. And yep. I think that reason alone, he's worth rostering. Because especially with rookies, when they don't know what they're seeing, they just, oh, well, I'm out of here. And so you've got a, an offense where he's got Allen Robinson. He's got Darnell Mooney. Uh, he's got that rushing upside. I think at worst, right, like you're looking at, uh, you know, like you said, the situation where we saw 
Herbert last year. I mean, that was obviously really good, but Herbert finished as the QB, uh, the QB nine in total fantasy points, QB 11, I believe in fantasy points per game. So I think that's definitely within the range of outcomes for Mr. Justin Fields. And so for my quarterback breakout, I could have gone in one or two directions, uh, stealing a page out of either of the last two seasons from myself, basically 2019, it was Lamar, the, the second year breakout that was, that could have had, you know, has obviously the rushing upside in 2020, mm-hmm. I chose Joe Burrow, the talented rookie uh, mm-hmm. who could have made a number one, you know, made impact in year one as the number one overall pick. And when it came to the decision, I basically was, you know, on this same wavelength. But now it's showtime and I have to choose one of these guys. And so I'm going with the second year quarterback in Jalen Hurts, extrapolating Hurts season. It's going to hurt so good, man. <laughs> Extrapolating can be a dangerous game, but it's really fun to do when it makes your point, when it helps make your point. So, oh, yeah, true. Yeah, let's go with that. In three full games where Jalen Hurts was a starter, obviously not taking the game where he entered in for Carson Wentz or the weird game where they kind of, you know, yeah, whatever they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, in those three full games, he started uh, Hurts – you know, completed less than 55% of his passes. That's the bad part, whatever. But 4,500 passing yards, 27 touchdowns, 11 interceptions to go along with, wait, 1,269 rushing yards and five touchdowns on the ground. Ridiculous. That easily by far would have been the QB1 in fantasy, by far. And similar to Lamar's rookie year, it's difficult to try to implement this offense on the fly as opposed to when you have an entire offseason to do it with the, like the Eagles have had. Now, I know there's some concerns about whether he can be the guy for the future, but I'm not not really concerned about that right now. Why and while the you know the defense that the Ravens had in 2019 with Lamar Jackson was obviously much better, I think that could actually lead to more pass attempts and potentially some more hero ball situations which, you know, if Jalen Hurts does that like we saw last year, the upside really comes out. You know, we saw him in some shootout games and I think, you know, they Philadelphia made the point to upgrade some weapons as well. Get Devonte Smith in there, a former teammate of Hertz at, at the university of Alabama. I think that Hertz is, is in for a, a big time season here where I think a QB one finish is just kind of locked and loaded guaranteed. I have my, my QB 12. I think, you know, it's one of many times this fire happened this year. But, uh, yeah, having him on my QB12, uh, you know, I think he's, you know, going to be able to finish at that mark. Um, just, yeah, the the moment he came in the league last year, uh, what started, you know, we both of us were saying, you know, get him on that lineups, get him on starting the waivers. Uh, the rushing upshot is just so, so much there. Uh, and, yeah, you talk about the hero ball, the Eagles. I think an Eagles quarterback just has to play that hero ball sometimes. Uh, Carson Wentz did it a lot last year, and you know there'll be a lot of situations where Hurts will have to do it. Uh, I just remember that game against Calamari where both oh. of them were just making plays like one after another. And yeah, if you put him in that game, that's his ceiling is QB one, uh, especially for a specific game like that. So yeah, he he's he's gonna ball out her season. I've never probably appreciated the Eagles player uh, so much right now. So and he's got Devontae Smith, you know, the receiver. Out of, it's crazy. Roll Tide Eagles right here right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Jalen Hurst did finish his, his college career at Oklahoma. So true, that, true, made true. The, that made the Kyler Murray uh, game, Arizona game, even that much more interesting. Yeah, yeah. But I yeah. actually remember that game because, uh, yeah, basically that game won me a decent amount of money. And <laughs> Jalen Hurst was my quarterback start of the week. So it was a good week. Yeah, it was, yeah, was a good week. Yeah, good week. <laughs> um. But let's move on to the my guys, man, because we, we called this ride or dies last year. But every time I would post something about it, someone's like, yeah, what a ride or die. So we just we said, hey, you know what? It's gonna my, we're going to go with my guys, man. Forget it. Like, <laughs> so my guy at the quarterback position this year is Ryan Tannehill, man. Ooh. He's been quite the quarterback since taking over for Tennessee as the starter. His numbers during that time even rival those of Patrick Mahomes. Since taking over for the starter in Tennessee, uh, since week seven of 2019, he is eighth in completion percentage, 67%. First in passing yards per attempt, eight and a half. Third in passing touchdowns with 55. Fifth in touchdown and interception ratio with 55 touchdowns to just 12 interceptions. Third in passer rating and third in offensive touchdowns. That's since taking over for the Titans 
in 2019. He completed 65.5% of his passes last year, 3,819 yards, 33 touchdowns to just seven interceptions. And so much was made of the losses of Corey Davis and Jonu Smith. But now he gets Julio Jones. So he makes he, he also makes plays with That's his legs. Funny. 43 rushing yards, 266, uh, 43 rush attempts, 266 yards, seven rushing touchdowns. He was the quarterback seven in total fantasy points at 21.5 points per game. And while he does lose Arthur Smith, I think Tanny is shown to be a good decision maker and a field general. With And I think with the weapons around him, playing in a division with two bad defenses that he'll play four times, along with the high-scoring games against the Cardinals, the Bills, and the Chiefs. Tannehill was a top – he was top six in fantasy points per drop back. He was second only to Aaron Rodgers in passing fantasy points per drop back last year. Tannehill is one of the most efficient passers in fantasy, and I think that continues in an offense that just added a Hall of Famer in Julio Jones. Drop the mic. Stop playing, man. Just added Julio Jones to all those numbers you just added. All those numbers were out that man. So, yeah, it's, you, you sold me on that. I like the Tanny drop. You know, we got Patty. Now we can get Tanny in there. You know, we're going to have to just add a bunch of wise to these players. Yeah, it's, it's going to be dope. Uh, But, yeah, Ryan Tanner, that's a great call. He's he's definitely been slept on as an upper echelon quarterback, I think, in this league for a long time. And uh, he's definitely getting his, his due respect. Uh, Adam Gates but, will do that to you. <laughs> We made it 50 minutes with the, with the, with the Adam Gase. <laughs> hey, man, it's, yeah. it's never going to stop, man. It's never going to stop. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I think, yeah, I like Ryan Tanner for sure. And, yeah, he should be a good play this year, week to week. Um, Go go draft him. All right, Greg, what do you got for your my guy, man? You know, this year – uh, last year, you know, we don't want to talk about my guy last year. That's why I was called Ride or Die. We changed the segment, you know, because now we died. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we died. We died. We died. So we're on a new light here, you know, my guy. You already know. It was. Pro- I probably should have just said it last year. Uh, Joey B. It's gonna be Joey B. Joe Barrow this year. My guy. You know, definitely. Of course, the number one draft pick for uh, the Bronx Elite in our dynasty draft. So just my heart is there with him, with Joey B. He had a very good year last year before he got injured and tore the ACL. Um, you know, completion percentage is at 65%. Uh, his touchdown rate was at 3.2. I think he will get that, bump that up this year. Um, especially, And I think, you know, he'll be more confident, um, especially with, you know, the weapons that he put around him. I want to say the old line that they kind of put around him, but they did improve the weapons around him. So, you know, they got, they got uh, T. Higgins, of course, Jamar Chase, you know, the part when you argument the best three right now and you know, we'll see what Jamar Chase could do, but I see no reason why he, he won't put out um, when he, when he uh, gets on the field. So if you add those weapons, um, the amount of run throws are going to have, uh, I think they're going to have a great season. Joe Mixon as well, getting those receptions uh, and continue to be that guy at the, in the running position. So Joey B Joe Burrow, let's go. Nah, man. I, I love you, man. Joe, Joe Burrow, the trifecta is, as I like to call them. You know, the uh, well, well, I don't even remember why I called him the trifecta anymore. Number one draft pick, Heisman Trophy winner, and a national champion. And Only him and Cam Newton. That's sure. what it is. Uh, so, you know, love me some Joey B. Uh, definitely agree, man. I think the sky's the limit for him when you when you add what they've done in this offense. And, you know, we had uh, we had DFS with Dan come on, Dan McCullough, talk, come talk about the Bengals. And he talked about how T. Higgins has apparently lost some weight. He's gotten faster. Ooh. So, you know, that's that adds to the downfield threat. And then the fact that Jamar Chase comes in and he's a guy that apparently Joe Burrow had to sell the Bengals like, hey, you're not just getting a dominant receiver. You're getting a guy that is going to come in here and know the playbook on day one. He's going to know exactly yep. where he's got to be lined up, exactly, you know, with the stem, the route, the positioning, everything. He's He's a true pro in that sense. And then it got me thinking like, Yo, Joe Burrow has been talking to Jamar Chase since like before the draft, bro. Like he probably knows, he probably knew the whole offense before he even got drafted. So I'm definitely, I'm definitely in on Joey B, man. I know he's he's your guy, but I'm, I'm gonna be here rooting for him to, you know, I, we got to finish that uh that breakout that he promised me from last year. So of course, of course he will. You know. <laughs> not not breaking the knee this time. We're gonna break out. No, yeah, no, just yeah, break yeah. out. 
break out <laughs> on the field. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Maybe he just misheard me, man. I know he was listening True. to the pod. True. He probably misheard me. So Joey B, just show out. How about yes. that? Show out. Yes. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Greg, let's let's get into some ADP game, man, because we know it can get a little fun. And we, we agreed on almost everything today, which almost never happens. So we got to disagree yeah, no, on I, something. And I sure, sure. It's, you know, the the quarterbacks, this, you know, have been, uh, you know, kind of consistent from from year to year. And offenses are just getting a lot better. Definitely the the, the base will come in those running backs and wide receivers for sure. Yeah, oh, yeah. I no, for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Actually, I don't know, man. It might get a little crazy then, too, because I think we might I think we might agree on a lot of stuff. But sure, anyway. Sure. Let's get into the ADP game. I got one for you. I feel like I, I already know what the answer is, but I'm going to ask it anyway for the people want to hear the thought process behind it. Herbert versus Russ, man. Justin Herbert going off the board is the QB6 at the at pick 506. Russell Wilson going off the board as pick 507 as the QB7. Herbert was the QB11 in fantasy points per game, while Russell Wilson was the QB7. Who are you rocking with, Greg? Started off with a very hard one. Oh man, that is a tough one. Um, I really think there is no wrong answer here. Um, but I'm gonna just go with the ceiling. I'm gonna go with that Herbert buying buying that Herbert ceiling. Um, you know, you talk about this guy that he's still. I mean, second year, so he's going to have some type of like improvement somewhere in his range of uh, outcomes. And then I think that's where it comes is with the rushing. This is why I have him in the top five. I think he more he gets more rush attempts. I think he gets maybe more touchdowns in that in that goal line situation. I think that's some area that Russell Wilson's kind of defined wherever he's you know his his rushing, which is still going to be great. Um, but Herbert, I think, is going to look to run more, uh, be more aggressive in that area. The coaching staff is going to let him unleash him. So I'm all in on buying on the price of Herbert uh, and, and getting you some chips. No, nah, I, I I agree wholeheartedly here. I mean, I've been plugging away at Justin Herbert basically anywhere that I can, I can when the price is appropriate because, you know, like we said, we were all over him last year, but I think there's potentially more here. Like you, like you were saying with the rush attempts, I think we see more because we know the athlete that Justin Herbert is, yet the Chargers refused to use him in that way last year at times, it seemed. And so I think you have a, a, a new coaching staff here, Brandon Staley. He's He seems to be a very smart coach. Uh, he hired Joe Lombardi, who came, comes over from uh, New Orleans. So he's going to implement some of that, some of what they do. I mean, obviously, you you know, we know what they do with Drew Brees, but they've got some stuff in the playbook from what they do with Taysom Hill. So maybe they incorporate some read option in there. Uh, and I think that we see, instead of a team that, a team that was last year, Justin Herbert was the best thing the Chargers had going for them, yet they constantly tried to play around him, which didn't really make sense. I mean, Anthony Lynn, he was a running backs coach, you know, former running backs coach. So, you know, probably had this mindset, played for a D or coached for a defensive minded head coach in Rex Ryan. So probably had that like, oh, we got to run the ball, protect our rookie quarterback. But it's like, bro, your rookie quarterback is the reason why you are even in games to begin with. And so I think we have a coach here in Brandon Staley that's going to realize that. And I think on the and then on the other side, you have a coach in Pete Carroll that just fired Brian Schonheimer because he didn't run the ball enough. And so <laughs> so I'm going to go with the other guy here in Justin Herbert. Um, yeah, let's let's move yeah. on to another. Yeah, let's move on to another one, man. Uh, I know this one. I, I look, let's just jump right into it. Tua versus Derek Carr. Tua Tungavailoa enters as the QB1 for the Miami Dolphins, and many are expecting the breakout. Going off the board is the QB21. Derek Carr, who finishes the QB18 in fantasy points per game, averaging 17.5 points per game. But he was the QB13 in total fantasy points. Going off the board is the QB24. So 21 and 24. Which of these two trigger men do you want, Greg? Uh, for 21 and 24, uh, if I'm at that that range of the QB, um, around the two range, I think I'm a you know keep drafting. I'm gonna keep drafting players. Um, <laughs> so I'm I'm leaning towards the Derek Carr going with him. Uh, just you know I think in that division there are gonna be a lot of opportunities for him to you know get against some shootouts. Uh, in the AFC West, uh, he's got a competition to put up numbers. Um, Derek Carr you know has 
I remember last year we definitely had some, you know, waiver wire, you know, uh, weeks where you're like, he's a waiver wire stream of the week. Uh, Tua, I don't know if I have said the same for him. He's always going to be in very like, low scoring games. Um, I think that's the system they want to run where they're effective at it. Uh, and, you know, hopefully getting their running backs involved, the gas man and everybody. So I'm going to go with Derek Carr uh, for the cheaper price. And I think we'll get you the similar numbers to Tua, if not better. Yeah, I'm I'm totally in agreement with you. Why do we agree on everything today? Yo, yo, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just it's crazy. Like this, these are no no pre meetings about all our answers. Like this is fresh off the cuff. Like and so it, it is crazy. So maybe you just in sync right away. <laughs> crazy, man. So yeah, I mean, look, I'm with you, bro. I I I'm just not in on Tua. I just have not been on in on Tua. I have not like since college. Since he got to the NFL, when he, when I first watched him play in the NFL, I just I just it's just he doesn't do it for me. Mm-hmm. And while I understand like that he might be good, like not good, but he might be like okay. I don't want to say okay, but I understand that he could be a real a better real life quarterback than he would be yes. a fantasy quarterback. That's right. right. And yeah, I think that's... That that's a true statement. Yep. And I think that there's no upside here for me with Tua, right? Like. Devontae Parker, he, I mean, he was hurt. He just got back. Will Fuller, he's hurt, and then he'll be suspended. But, I mean, he'll obviously come back from, hopefully, from both. And then Jalen Waddle, who they drafted, apparently has been making plays in every day in camp. But I just don't think Tua has enough upside. He's not even a – I mean, he, imp- he improvises, but he's not a, really a rusher, a lot, a lot like some of these other guys. So when it comes to that, I'm just kind of out on Tua – uh, and so for that reason, I'll be with Derek Carr, who I can see a world where, OK, he'll have 4000 passing yards. He'll have 27 yep. or so touchdowns. Um, you know, maybe he'll, he'll throw less than 10 interceptions. He's got Darren Waller. I'm OK with the receivers that they have over there. Um, like, yeah, I'm good with Derek Carr. I mean, like you said, there's going to be some weeks where you're, he's going to stream them and then there's going to be weeks like, hey, he's playing Atlanta this week. We should totally play <laughs> Yep. Yep. And you'll so, definitely we'll be definitely saying that more than I think a two a week um, or just in, in general, they'll be in uh, not as high, higher over unders, high game scripts as uh, I think the, the Raiders will be. Yeah, no, I agree there. Um, I mean, I had Taysom and Jameis written down uh, just mm-hmm. to see what you were doing, but obviously oh, yeah. we know what you're doing. Yeah, so um, taking that famous Jameis. Yeah, I mean, I'm leaning towards Jameis as well because I just don't believe that Taysom will be the starter, and mm-hmm. that's really what this decision comes comes to about, right? Like, we could think what, like, honestly, if you told me Jameis was starting and Taysom was starting for like the Saints, and I could pick the alternate reality of either one of those, I would pick the Taysom Hill one. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. right? Like, I would pick the Taysom Hill one because I know, like, all right, I'm gonna get at least. 17 to 18 points for my quarterback. Yep. I may not get like the 33 that Jameis might get might get me, but I know I'm going to get 17. So I'm going to I'm going to rock with that. And that's just kind of how I operate when it comes to quarterback cuz I know that those passing touchdowns when they do come, that ceiling comes with it. But that's just that's where I'm at. Do you disagree yeah. with that statement, Greg? No, I think I think Champagne, that's what he's going to bed every night thinking about that. Like who's going to give me the more wins too with that, too? That alternate reality. I think Taysom Hill does lean toward maybe a few more wins. So I think that's what's uh, stopping from pulling the trigger on, on Jameis. Yeah. Uh, so, we, I mean, we got another quarterback controversy, not controversy, competition, I should say, in Denver. Drew Locke. <laughs> I know. But, hey, man, two quarterback leagues. Some people, somebody's going to have to make this decision. <laughs> oh, man. Drew Locke and Teddy? Oh, man. So oh, man. they are literally the last two quarterbacks. <laughs> Wait, they're, they're oh, they get drafted. I mean, in they have ADP data. Okay, I no, I, you know, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, Drew Locke's thirty six, Teddy Bridgewater's thirty five, just ahead of Andy Dalton and Jordan Love. So. <laughs> What do you basically? Can I say Tyrod Taylor? You, Can I just take Tyrod Taylor or something like that? <laughs> this is basically to ask you who do you think will be the starting quarterback? But which one of these guys do you do? Would you would you you believe in? <laughs> so it's funny what I what I was doing by you know numbers and projections. I you know, I really had them almost at like 
not a 50-50, but kind of close as far as snaps, like the Ryan Fitzpatrick, Jameis situation in Tampa almost. Um, I just don't think both of these guys will impress the coach staff enough to to hold the starting job down uh, for a consistent amount of time. Um, I think Teddy does start week one, but I don't think he stays the starter week one. But then I think he does come back to start again at some point throughout the year. Um, I think it's going to be a messy situation if I have to. Dad, this is really hard. No, bro. <laughs> yo, um, this is scary. Like, we have not talked about any of this, but I feel no. the same way. No, like, no, no. I feel like exactly what you said. They're going to start out with Teddy Bridgewater, and then they're going to be, like, in a game and probably losing. And they're like, oh, how do we come back from this? And like, oh, Drew Locke, go in. Yeah. And then Drew Locke's out there just slinging like it. it. Yep. Yep. Like, oh, what happened with that throw? Like, I have no idea. And then it's like, oh, no, that's a bad one. And then it starts throwing some interceptions, and they're like, oh, no. Teddy, get back in there. So I can see this just being a mess the whole year. Because they literally, from like a like yards per attempt, completion percentage, like they're almost the same player. The only difference is Drew Locke throws, or Teddy Bridgewater doesn't throw touchdowns, but he nope. doesn't throw interceptions either. Yeah, no. Yeah. And we're like, Drew Locke will throw touchdowns, but he'll throw just as many interceptions yep. as he yep. has touchdowns. So it's like, pick your poison. Yeah, you, you talk about how they're all those similar numbers, and they're all, like, at the bottom of all those numbers, so, like, of all the quarterbacks. So, it's just, like, uh, it's just, uh, I'm going a, I'm to a go with Teddy, though. I think I'm Teddy's not going to lose me a week more often. It'll, yeah, so I'm going to go. Like, if I need, like, you know, sometimes I might need just just 10 points. Just give me, like, 10 points from a quarterback. Like, Drew Locke might not get that. So, so <laughs> I'm going to take Teddy. <laughs> I mean, in all honesty, at that point, if we're talking super flex, you might you just just start somebody else. True, just, that's true. Start someone else. Just go start a wide receiver. Start, yeah. Wide receiver three. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, uh, basically, that's our way of saying we want nothing to do with the Denver yeah. quarterback situation. Yeah. yeah, we were trying to be nice. Just just don't do it. Just just don't do it. <laughs> just draft your quarterbacks early if you play a super flex. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, man. I, that's all we got, man. Quarterback breakdown. It was the first show, the first show on YouTube with the two of us here together. So, you know, this is this is gosh, yeah, crazy. So, we definitely appreciate y'all. We appreciate the love and support. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make sure you are uh, subscribing to uh, the Apple Podcast, Google Play, Spotify, whatever. And also, make sure you leave some comments. How did? What did you think about our quarterback? Our quarterback breakdown. Let's talk about it. Um, other than that, everybody, we appreciate y'all. We'll catch y'all on uh, on Thursday, or well, I guess it will be released Saturday for the uh, running back breakdowns. And until then, we're out of here. Peace. We out.